Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, people. Welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicines with Shaman Flora. And today's episode is about integration. And I'm just going to go right straight into it because this is a topic that is starting to become much more loud in the spiritual communities and transformational communities. It wasn't something that people knew 10 years ago. Uh, a lot of my teachers have been working with medicines for the last 10, 12, 13 years. And back then they didn't know much about integration. And I think that in the last few years is becoming more and more uh, known the importance of integration. So what is integration? Integration is taking what you learn and any subject in life and then applying it. An example, when I was in school, I learned the two plus two equals four, right? And then I also learned that one plus one is two. And I also learned how to divide and I learned how to multiply. When did I integrate these lessons in my life? When I used them outside the school. So now in my day-to-day, when I have to add or subtract or divide or multiply, in those moments, I'm integrating those lessons. And the more I do them, the deeper they go into my subconscious. And then it becomes second nature, right? If you tell me how much two plus two, plus two is, I'm not adding, I just know. I just know that it's four. But when I was little, I didn't know that. So that's a very simple example of what integration is. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring it to the world of medicines and to the world of transformation. Because what happens nowadays is we have so much access to knowledge uh, through books, through media, and now through medicine. And what we do is we consume, 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 but we don't digest. And what happens when we consume and we don't digest? We get fat. <laughs> we all know that. You, that can actually also happen in your intellect. You can actually get fat, but you really, at the end of the day, you don't know anything because you haven't taken the time to integrate that. So... I'm going to give you an example of integration in the spiritual world. And I'm going to tell you how to get there from point A to point B, because it's not something that happens just out of a snap. There is a process and it starts with your intention. Have you heard that before? I think we already talked about that intention. It always starts with your intention. One of the things that you guys are going to hear me say, and that I will also surprise myself, is how everything is connected. What? So you go into your intention. 
So you realize that your intention is to let go of unworthiness. We're going to go with unworthiness. It seems like a very popular, at least for me it is. So I'm going to let go of unworthiness. I'm done. I don't want to feel unworthy anymore. I want to feel valuable. I want to feel like I matter. So when I look into unworthiness, why someone why someone feels unworthy? Because they lack love. They lack love for themselves. They're looking from an outside validation so then they can be validated, but they don't know how to find that within themselves because they don't know how to love themselves. So now we know that what is missing is love in order to feel worthy. Uh, very simple. So I go into a ceremony, whatever it is, Cambo, ayahuasca, master plants, iboga, mushrooms, yahe, peyote, chakra, like not chakra is from ayahuasca, uh, but you know, you, you, you get the point. So you go into your ceremony you go with that intention. And then when you're in ceremony, you experience something, whatever that is. So you experience enlightenment or you experience the infinity of unconditional love and you have visions and you get lessons and informations and downloads, uh, like some of you call it. And then you finish your ceremony and then you come back to the real world. When you come back to the real world after your ceremony, it's really important for you to have an understanding of what happened in your ceremony, meaning the visions, the messages, um, the experiences that you have, have been translated for you, by you, or with the support of someone else. And if you don't have the support of someone else, then sit with the information that you probably wrote down in a journal that I highly encourage you to do. And then kind of sit with it and then bring it back to your intention. And, and, and then ask yourself, how is this experience? How is this lesson? How is this message connected to my intention? And how do they relate? Because one of the things that happens in the medicine is that medicines, plant spirits, they speak in archetypes. They're not, it's very rare that they're literally like, and pardon my accent, but it's really rare that they do that in a way that is like, oh, it's just that they actually have you to sit with it and figure it out. Because when you do that, you grow. Then once that has been translated, you create practices, practices that will help you implement those lessons into your life. Practices like what? Like meditation, going down in nature, bubble baths, makeup. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. However, the practices are tailored to you. So the practices that work for me, they're probably not the practices that work, will work for you. I mean, they could, but not specifically. Now that I have give you point one to point two of how to get to 
the place of integration, I'm going to give you an example and I'm going to use myself. Two years ago, I went down to the jungle and I sat with ayahuasca and the first ceremony was pretty easy. Whew. The second ceremony, for those of you that have been there and you know better, was, hmm, was kind of rough. <laughs> and then when I went to do my third ceremony, I was freaking out. I was so scared. Oh, my God. I was so scared that my facilitator got close to me and said, Jimena, I need you to breathe and ground yourself because I can feel your fear across the room. I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to go in. The beautiful thing about these medicines is that they give you what you need. And at that moment, what I needed was a lot of love and a ton of comfort and tenderness. And she gave it to me. So, yes. But the fourth ceremony, before the fourth ceremony, I was still a little bit like, you know, scared, but not as much as the third day. So I was sitting in my tambo. And I was getting ready to go to my ceremony because I was going to go into a master plant. So I sat down and I decided to write letters. I love reading letter, writing letters, so that was perfect for me. But I wanted to write letters to a different parts of myself. So I wrote a letter to my inner child. I wrote a letter to my ego. I wrote a letter to my mind, I wrote a letter to my body, and then I wrote a letter to my heart. So to every single entity that I just mentioned, I wrote them something before going to the ayahuasca ceremony. So to my ego, I told my ego, hey, just chill. Like, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. I promise. Don't worry about it. Um, if anything happens, it's for the best of the two of us, so don't worry about it. Then to my mind, I told my mind to relax. I said, you know, I don't need you today. Today is not the day for you to come and analyze the situation. It's for you to just sit back and relax. Then I wrote a letter to my body and I told my body that it was safe, that nothing bad was going to happen and that if we had a rough purging experience that it was part of the process and just to trust it. Um, I told my inner child that she will be safe, that I will protect her, and that we were going to have a wild Disney experience just the way she likes it. So I put it like really fun. And my favorite part, what I told to my heart, I told to my heart, and for you today is your time to shine. Take the stage. Oh, I just get chills. So I go into my ceremony, I drink the medicine, and let me tell you, It was the best ayahuasca ceremony of my life. It was what people say, bliss. It was so beautiful. Like there was, oh, there was serenity. There was peace. There was love. There was joy. I was, I was weightless. I experienced what it's like to be in the ether in a way that there is so much beauty and there was no fear, no fear at all. So for a long period of my ceremony, I was in pure bliss until Ayahuasca showed up and said, okay, now I'm going to take you to do some work. Now we're going to go into the shadows because there are some things that we need to, we need to heal. So at that moment, my whole body went like, Oop. 
was like, nope, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I like it here. So at that moment, I start, you know, resisting the medicine. But the interesting thing was that it wasn't just me. It was my inner child. At that moment, she was like, I don't want to feel pain. So Ayahuasca looked at my inner child and said, what did you promise me or what did you promise today in your letter? What did you say? And I said in the letter, when I was writing to the inner child, I asked her to trust Ayahuasca and to allow her to do the work. And I promised her that she will be safe. So at that moment, as soon as that happened, and my inner child and I at the same time realized this, all resistance left my body. And then I went with her and then we did at work and it wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was, it was perfect. And then I came out of my ceremony and I, my mind was blown was blown away. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So after I finished my ceremony, I went to journal. And this is what I learned from that ceremony. I learned that the moments of my life that I'm highly stressed out, that I don't feel grounded, that I have high levels of uncertainty, where I completely lose my mind, is because one of these five entities that are me are in misalignment. I call them the committee. So they're not, they're not really enrolled into whatever it is that I'm going to do. One of them, either one or two are completely not in the plan. So what have I been doing for the past two years of my life from that experience? I've been learning how to identify the identities of my heart, of my ego, of my inner child, of my body and my mind, because they all have their own voice, believe it or not. Your body has its own response to your feelings. Your mind has its own ideas. Your heart is the same thing. And your inner child is a version of you that is still exists within you. And then your ego is always there because it's what keeps you alive. But they all have an opinion and we forget that sometimes my body wants to eat French fries, but my mind is like, nope, <laughs> we're not doing that today. And my inner child has a completely different opinion and my ego has a completely different opinion. And then my heart has a completely different opinion. And when I'm in that place, then I don't know what to do. So what I started doing is I started to notice when those moments were happening in my life, in my business, in my relationship, in my friendships, when I needed to make a decision and I didn't know what to do. And then I realized that the reason why I didn't know what to do was because there was a misalignment. So that was the lesson that ayahuasca taught me in that experience is that when I'm in alignment, I flow. I float. There's no resistance. It's just beauty. But as soon as the resistance comes in, it's because there is something that is not working. 
And it's been two years that I've been doing the integration. Now, now you ask me, Jimena, how, how have you been doing that? How have you been figuring out the voices and what practices have you implemented? Because at the end of the day, that's what it matters is the practice is, is, is what is going to exercise the muscle that you need to grow in order for you to implement that lesson. Because that's the, that's the other thing, guys, we, we come back from these experiences and we want to experience worthiness, but what practices are you implementing in your life that actually make you feel worthy? What changes are you making? So for me, it was changes like as soon as I needed to make a decision and I felt uncertain, I will sit down and I will communicate. And how will I communicate? I will ask myself, okay, body, what's going on? How does it feel? How do you feel about this particular experience? And for me, I've been doing a lot of body work. So I have a really beautiful connection with my body. For those of you that don't have that connection with your body, then your, my invitation is to start developing it and how you develop it. Exercise, working out, dancing, feeling your body, noticing where does your body get tight when you are uncomfortable. Once you identify where your body gets tight when you're uncomfortable, then the next time you get uncomfortable, you're going to notice it in your body before it gets to your head. And that is very powerful. So I started noticing that. I also started journaling a lot. Um, I started meditating in the sense of connecting with those different aspects of myself. And then as I connected with those different aspects of my film, of myself, I started looking into what each part of my identities needs on every single day. So what does my body need? What does my mind need? My heart, my ego, my inner child, how do they feel fulfilled? And what can I do to give them that fulfillment? So for example, exercising for me aligns all of them. They all love exercising. So I must deliver. So this is just an example, just one example of how to integrate. And if you guys need help on how to do it, I have resources. I know people, uh, myself, and I'm, uh, I, I do integration coaching with my clients uh, and with my friends. And we can sit down and talk about it and identify what is it exactly that you need to integrate. But this is the thing, guys, is you can go anywhere and work with any medicine, but that's just 20% of your ceremony. 80% of your ceremony is the integration. That's where actually the work happens. The work doesn't happen in the jungle, in Amaloka, with a shadow ayahuasca. That's just the beginning. The work happens when you come home, you're in your house, you're with your family, you're with your loved one, something happens, and now you need to make a choice. So with that being said, my invitation to you is start thinking of what is it that you need to integrate in your life. And it could be also outside of medicine too. It could be trainings that you have done or um, studies that you have implemented. How are you practicing those things in your life? And for those that have done medicine um, in the past 
or recently or are about to do it, sit down and write down an integration plan for yourself. And if you don't know how to do it, then reach out um, to resources. You can reach out to me. I can give you resources, like I said earlier. So that way you actually do the work and then you transform that that's what we're here for. So thank you so much for coming today and listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.